The following is a production of Lift Hill Media. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the original Theme Park Podcast. Theme Park Podcast. This is your announcer, Neil Patrick Harris. And now, podcasting from our glass-enclosed studios in Washington, D.C., this is CoasterRadio.com. Here are your hosts, my close personal friends, Mike Collins and E.B. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the original Theme Park Podcast. This is CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike Collins. I am here with E.B., and we have got a fantastic show for you guys this week. This is summertime. It's May, yes, Mike. Finally. Going with some serious new CoasterRadio.com content. I am so excited because tonight we are going to premiere a brand new game show here at CoasterRadio.com. Because we love premiering new game shows. It's like, eh, <laughs> I don't know. Let's make a new one. <laughs> yeah, you know? Like, we've had great success with Theme Park Smarts. I think that has been one of the greatest segments we've ever done here on the show uh, in terms of, like, audience uh, liking it, you know, the, the popularity amongst yeah, the yeah. audience. So now we have a brand new game show which will premiere at the end of this episode and it is called know your coaster boy (laughs) it is called know your coaster boy i think it's good mike so now we can kind of make fun of other podcasters instead of you going out (laughs) and getting made fun of by standing on the street corner as a podcast yes what you you were having to do with the other game show yes that's fun uh as part of that uh joining us to be the very first celebrity on Know Your Coaster Boy, because that's that's what the game show is all about. We take right. a well-known theme park celebrity. Coaster uh, Boy. Yeah, so basically somebody, yeah, somebody who is either on a podcast or on a video cast or on YouTube or has a website or something, and they come on. And then one of our listeners comes on and answers questions to see how well they know the celebrity. That's right. So it's Know Your Coaster Boy. We have the a Coaster Boy come on the show. Yeah. And you figure out. You know, you what you already know of them, and we'll give you a chance to kind of get to know them a little bit more as a part of the game. But then we ask them some yes or no, this or that questions. The contestant, our listener, tries to match, like old match game. Yes, yes. And if they get three out of five, they win a prize. If they go five for five, they get an even better prize. Yeah. Now, tonight, uh, normally we're going to have somebody on who is like a real coaster boy, like somebody who would say, yes, I am a coaster boy. Tonight, we are actually bringing on uh, one of my favorite theme park celebrities from Orlando, Florida, Banks Lee. He is the co-host of the Orlando's Attraction Magazine, The Show. Uh, yep. And it, he, so he's not really a coaster boy, per se. He's kind of like, he knows theme parks in general, and he's from Orlando, so he's like more of a general theme parks fan, you know? That's all right. We'll lump him in. Yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll put him in there. So, and, <laughs> and by the way, when we say coaster boy, that is a term of endearment. Of so, course it is. Yeah, I, I, because I don't want Banks to come on and say, "Hey, they're making fun." No, no, no. It's a term of endearment. We are coaster boys ourselves. So, sure, sure. Yeah, it's 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 basically like joining the club, essentially. So, okay. So that's one thing we know. So, yeah. So we're gonna find out how well one of our listeners knows Banks Lee. That's what it's gonna be. So it's Great. it's gonna be a fun uh, game show towards the end there. Uh, we've also got actually Banks is gonna come on here in just a couple seconds to give us a review of the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. He was actually down there at the big media event that Disney had last week, so we're going to find out all about that. We've also got a listener talkback segment, which is going to be great. Uh, a lot of people chiming in about having seatbelts on the big mega coasters. Right, because that's what we talked about last week. So that's the new thing that you've got this season of CoasterRadio.com, the talkback segment where you guys kind of react to what we talked about last week. Yeah, plus we've got a live trip report from Alton Towers, so that's going to be Ooh. pretty cool. And yeah. some news out of Universal Hollywood that EB, I think, is going to make you and I, if this is a true rumor, it's going to make you and I go back out to L.A. Ooh, the it's, future looks great. <laughs> the future looks good at Universal <laughs> Hollywood if this rumor is true. So we've got that and a whole lot more here on this episode of CoasterRadio.com. Let's take it to the bank, Mike, with our first drop. Okay, EB, exciting stuff on the first drop tonight. Let's go live to Orlando, Florida. And welcome somebody who I've been watching for a long time. I've been like watching him on Twitter, watching him on his show, which we'll hear about in just a few seconds. This is Banks Lee from Orlando Attractions Magazine, the show. Welcome, hey, Banks. How's it going? Thanks thanks so much for having me on the show. This is really an honor. I've been listening to y'all for a long time as well. So. Oh, great. You were one of those people that I see all the time on Twitter. Like, you always pop up on not only our Twitter feed, but, like, other people's feed and your own. Like, you're always out doing something exciting. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much my life is is going out to the parks and uh, enjoying it while at the same time working and updating everyone on what's happening here in Orlando. Yeah. For those who don't know, tell us a little bit about the show that you co-host because I really as as a TV professional, EB and I are both like TV producers. It's one of like the best 
like produce things looks I've good, seen out there. Right? It looks really good. Thank you, thank you. It's that's that's uh, it's very great, great for you to, for to hear and to say. Yeah, um, yeah, it's so much fun. I love doing the show. I've been I've been personally in charge of the show for over a year and a half now, but the show's been around since uh, November of 2010. And yeah, it's it's basically we we have always considered ourselves the Kelly and Michael of the theme park world. <laughs> Jenny Lynn and I will discuss the news, uh, give our own opinions on what's happening, and then we'll go and do segments out in the parks, showcasing what's you know what's new with events, or showcasing some corners of Orlando that people may not have heard about or known about, and just kind of get the word out there that there's more to do in this town than the big parks. Yeah. And so that that's kind of our. That's kind of our mission on the show, and I feel we, we've been doing such a great job with it, and I hope we continue for many more years to come. The thing that I love about your show is that you guys are always out in the parks doing things. Like it's You don't just sit in a studio like uh, EB and I do right, and, right. and talk, talk about things, right? <laughs> like you, you actually are out there and like it's all the time like bringing stuff to the people, and that's what I think is one of the coolest things, Like not only about your show, but I really think it's like – and I'm not just saying this because you're on – really like the best theme park – show that is out there seriously thank you i love that i love that so much and it's ever since i was a little kid like watching watching walt disney world inside out on disney channel and all these like discovery channel specials and the theme parks i always wanted to be a host and showcase behind the scenes stuff at the theme parks and showcase those kind of things and to grow up now and and live that dream and do this with the show and kind of inject my own bit of personality to it it's it's yeah. basically a dream come true and i'm i'm so happy that what i my passion is showing for everyone else out there, and they're enjoying what I enjoy. Well, that's great. One of my favorite things, EB, that I see on Banks' Twitter feed all the time is that it, there are people who like see you in the parks and want to like take a photo with you. And I see yes, it, like all the right. time. <laughs> all the it's time. It's the craziest thing. I, I love that so much. Um, I've always, you know, I would say at least two or three times a week that'll happen. Yeah. And I always will stop and, and say hi and chit chat with them because I don't want to be that guy that's that they're like, oh, we saw him. He said hi and left and was <laughs> nice to us. So I always yeah. take the time to talk to them, see where they're from, how, you know, if they watch the show or if they just follow me on Twitter and, and just and just see what they're up to. See. It's, it's something I always make sure to do. Good for you. That's fantastic. And actually, that not we have you on the show for a couple reasons this week. First of all, we're we're going to talk about the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train in just a few minutes. But at the end of the show, you are going to help us inaugurate a brand new game show that is all about the theme park celebrity. And you are going to be the very first person on that show. It's going to be great. I love it. I love it. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. I've, be... I've seen some of the questions. I'm ready for them. And some of them are going to be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be great. And we're going to welcome a contestant on the show in a bit. EB, this, I'm really excited. This is going to be, I think, as big a hit as Theme Park Smarts when we did that. I think so. I, I love it, Mike. I, I love the interactivity. I love the fact that Banks is going to be our first one. I think he's a good choice for our we, – because we, it's all about having – we, we got to have the celebrities on. And, yes. and Banks, I think you're, you're one. And, and we've got you on right now at the top of the show for a good reason too, don't we, Mike? Yeah, that's right. Now, earlier – actually, last week, uh, Disney had a big media event to unveil the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And Banks mm -hmm. was there. There's a ton of great video that you guys have put up. Uh, but we've got you on right now to kind of give us the review and tell us what you saw. It's – it's a great ride. I, we'll, we'll we're going to have a lot more in-depth coverage on this week's episode of the show, including my ride through and all that fun stuff and interviews. Um, basically, my my impression of this ride is it's it's definitely a great family-friendly thrill ride. It's yeah. it's not thrills like Space Mountain, but it's definitely that great next step for kids going from Barnstormer. In between Barnstormer and Big Thunder Mountain, it's that Ooh. next step in thrills, while also interjecting that classic Disney dark ride element with the mine and the dwarfs in the mine, featuring those are some of the most advanced animatronics I've ever seen, which I'm just thinking about was like, you know, the dwarves are the earliest dis one of the earliest Disney characters in films. Yeah. And now they, they're one of the most advanced animatronics I've ever seen. So it's just kind of funny. I think it's just that's just my stupid little personality. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, no, I, I really do enjoy it. Um, the swinging, it's I definitely feel the swinging was, I wouldn't say overhyped, yeah. but I was expecting a bit more. I mean, you, you feel it, but not as much as I was expecting in my mind. I thought it was going to be rocking back and forth. There are a couple of moments that you do feel it, but the override just feels like another, you know, 
fun coaster. Yeah, because when they were first talking about that ride, that seemed like that would be the main thing of this yeah, ride. Yeah, that, that, that was the big draw. Yeah. Was, oh, swinging coasters. It's, it's, a, it's a revolutionary uh, concept that the first time they've ever done it before. And while it is there in doses, especially if you sit in the back row, it's, it's not as much as, you know, I would have expected. Yeah. And I was hearing that they can actually ratchet that up if they wanted, and maybe they did right, at that's some what point. I was wondering is yeah. maybe they're just kind of seeing how people react to it at this point. I mean, that's a, that's a very good point. I could definitely see how maybe they can, you know, quote unquote, loosen the bolts on the swing yeah. and get swinging <laughs> a little bit more. Maybe because, you know, they aren't really ready. You know, they announced the grand opening for May 28th, so they weren't really ready for anyone to ride it, but they had to do the media events. So maybe it's not swinging as much as they want to once the ride opens up. I'm sure we'll see soft openings here in the next couple of weeks and then yeah. the grand opening. Maybe I'll rewrite it and see, oh, now swinging a lot now. There we go. You know, one of the really cool things, I think, is that now that this ride is open and the construction walls are down, in New Fantasyland is pretty much complete. It Wh- is. It's And it's a glorious thing, especially yeah. as an Orlando local, having seen walls in New Fantasyland, I think for the past, what, like six, seven years or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe give or take a year. It's so great to finally walk around and be like, there's not a wall in sight. Oh, it looks great. It finally looks like the Fantasyland Forest. Exactly. Yeah, because, you know, it is a little bit of a bummer, like, when you show up. If, if, if you're one of those people like me who's kind of, you know, outside of Orlando, you come to Disney maybe once a year if you're lucky. When you walk into that area and all the walls are up, you're like, ugh. Man, there's like well, there's a huge chunk of real estate too that was just completely, literally walled off there for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, what does that look like now? Because I think one of the cool things about this attraction, at least from what I've seen of pictures, is that it's just a beautiful thing to look at. Oh, it's so gorgeous in person. But yeah, the pictures really don't do that mountain justice. And I, I kind of like to consider this a the newest mountain of the D- Magic Kingdom mountain range. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it may be just the, a mine, but it, it looks it's pretty much looks like a mountain. Um, and, and it's so great to be able to walk around that entire the entire mountain. And that's one of the things I love is that you can physically walk around the entire ride and not see one piece of like show building wow. or any sort of thing like that. They, I love how they themed the backside of the mountain to blend in with the mermaid area. It's just, it's, it was the design of that whole area was just perfect yeah. in my opinion. And I hear it's really beautiful at night too. <gasps> yes. Yes. Oh, they have, they have the lighting on the mountain at night and it's kind of a bluish tone to it. Of course, I don't know if that's going to change over time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it definitely blends in with the, the same color lighting they have for the rest of New Fantasyland. How is the queue line and walking up to it? Like, are, are there things to look at as you're waiting in line for it? Or? Yeah, there's it's the queue. Uh, my friend Rob from Theme Park Review kind of commented saying the, the queue is very reminiscent to Pooh's Honey Hunt in Tokyo Disneyland. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very winding through the woods. You see the, the Seven Dwarfs Cottage off in the distance. Uh, you don't really pass by that until you exit the ride. And then you go through some switchbacks where the interactive queues are. Um, and then you go, there's really not much of an interior queue. I will say that. Most of the queue is outdoors or under a awning. Once you get inside, there's really not much before you're bam, right there at the loading area. Hmm. Um, so the queue is it's it's definitely very winding i will say that when you take a look at the ride overall you know just Mm -hmm. everything about it what do you think is the very best thing that the imagineers did with the ride Hmm. um you know i definitely am going to have to say those animatronics um the, the animatronics are just so they flow so perfectly they're so natural the the uh, way they did the faces with those three the screen with the screens and then the 3d animation in them it the it really blends in perfectly with the rest of the body it's where you know you look at it you can't really tell that the face is a screen it looks very natural and the movements are very natural and and that that the whole interior of the mine with the gems glowing and then heading up and and singing hi ho on the lift hill it, i think that yeah. whole show scene really evokes a classic disney dark ride feel yeah and what's cool what i'm hearing guys is that uh they're they're gonna take that same technology that kind of premiered here in this ride and put it into like some rides at disneyland i think uh they're gonna redo some of the new uh fantasy land rides out at disneyland with that same type of facial projection so i haven't heard about that but i have heard that they do want to work on some of those disneyland rides like i think is whatever here alice in wonderland was yeah. thinking about mm-hmm. yeah um i did hear that they're this ride is being cloned for shanghai Ooh, the seven dwarfs is going to shanghai there we go all right so. yeah 
Yeah, because it was funny. They said that on the day that uh, the, they uh, released fast passes for the ride. What did they say? Like 50,000? 50, 50,000. <laughs> that was the number that he... he I, I, you know, I wouldn't doubt it. We were, as soon as we were waiting for that presentation that morning, after we'd done the dedication ceremony, we're all sitting outside the room on our phones trying to book the fast passes at the same time. <laughs> we all got them, so I wouldn't be surprised if it really was 50,000 people all across the country booking theirs at the same time. Yeah. And Disney throws a good party. Like, what was that like? Uh, yeah, what, what was that? A, that was a good time with those three days, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The Disney, yeah, Disney is is really really great at, at treating the media very well and throwing some great parties. Like they had the Rock the Disney side party at Epcot the first night, or they were ve- they were very vocal in encouraging everyone to take selfies with the characters. That was the big <laughs> social thing: is get your selfie with Anna and Elsa. Selfies. And so, yeah, getting to see Anna and Elsa and not having to wait five hours for them, yeah. um, getting to get actually get pictures with the Festival of Fancy characters, which is something that, you know, no one really gets to do is get pictures with the characters from the parades. Um, Festival of the Lion King, some of the characters from that show were there. We're very excited to see them come back in June. Um, and then, yeah, then the, the mine train party outside the mountain the next night was Grumpy Cat was there. That was the, <laughs> my highlight of that night. <laughs> Oh, Apparently, Grumpy Cat has become like a big social star for Disney. Yeah, I've been down to there a couple was, of times now, showing up. Yeah, she she was at Disneyland a couple of times. And th- well, this is her first visit to Disney World. Um, and as soon, I was walking through the line, getting ready to ride my train, I think the, for the third time, I looked over and I saw Grumpy Cat, and I said, "See," and off that line, I went to go. <laughs> Get my selfie with Grumpy Cat. Yeah. So. Now, now I know that cat like looks grumpy, but is that cat happy to be there, or does that cat look like get me out of here? <laughs> I, I think the cat was happy to be there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, her, her. I don't know if it was her owner or manager. I know she has a manager, but uh, <laughs> she was getting self like photos with all of the dwarves oh. and. She, uh, yeah, Grumpy Cat is definitely just the cutest little cat. It yeah. really is. That's so funny. And, you know, you mentioned something. And, EB, I wanted to ask you about this because you have young kids. The, the line to meet the characters from Frozen, if you don't have a Fast Pass, isn't it getting up to, like, five hours? Mm-hmm. Five Yeah, hours? it's – Wow. Just, yeah, I don't – I don't honestly don't know. I, it's crazy. Like, I, I want to say the lowest I've seen it since it debuted was 180 minutes. Oh, oh, uh, and then the highest I've seen man. is 300 minutes. Um, it's, it's just the, the popularity of those characters in that movie has just grown so much yeah. and even moving them from Norway to a bigger space like princess fairy tale hall. It's, it's still drawing the crowds big yeah. time. And EB, would you wait for, I mean, let's say your kids love that movie so much. They, they wanted to meet, would you wait at, at no, all? No, my kids aren't suckers. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kids. No, my, my kids know that frozen is a cartoon and those are people dressed up in costumes. <laughs> So I'm go. sorry, but yeah. it's true. Yeah. So, so you're not waiting. You're not waiting. No, for that. no, I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting at all. I mean, they're going to see, they're going to see enough. They, if they just see like a pretty girl in a dress, they think it's a princess. Yeah, it's enough. So they don't need to wait in line to see the ones that, you know, are, are I, I yeah. love the meet and greet with the characters because they get people out of the lines for the rides. You know, and and, and that's fine. If you want to wait in line and you want to go over there and you want to wait for the character meet and greet. When I was a kid, we went down there and they still had the the Mickey and Minnie house. And we waited in line to meet Mickey. And I thought it was the dumbest thing. But my mom thought it was really important. I have a daughter coming. Uh, she's being born in ju- late July, and we're we. You have no idea how we're we're so excited to take her to the parks and visit the characters and yeah. just see, kind of see see the parks through her eyes. Uh, it'll be like seeing it for the first time all over. Oh, it's it's Disney magic it comes yeah. to life when when you when you go with kids for sure. Yeah, we're we're excited for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I guess the the next big thing, the next huge thing happening in Orlando is down the road at Universal Orlando. And mm-hmm. and we see what happens when uh, Harry Potter opens the second part and all that. Yeah, oh, I bet boy. you're getting excited for that. That's going to be fun to I, cover. I'm very excited. I was a huge fan of the first uh, of, of of Hogsmeade and the first uh, part of the Wizarding World. So I am I am very excited for this to open up. I am not excited for the crowds that are going to be showing up. Oh, I'm sure. Oh my gosh! Because if you remember those pictures from 2010, you saw the crowds of people lining up outside the park and around city walk it was yeah. insane i guarantee you we're going to see that again oh yeah wasn't it like four to six hours even just to get in just to get yeah. into the get park in. yeah. yeah yeah just to get in because the, the park itself was at capacity wow yeah it's it's going to be insane uh, but the whole ex- i don't think there's been a ride 
in in, in my recent memory, I've been as excited for than the Green Gods, than Escape from Green Gods. Yeah. The, from the technology I've been hearing that's going to be in that ride, I'm just like. I need to get on that now. Oh, yeah. And they're doing a pretty good job of keeping everybody in the dark about what, what is really going to happen really, in there. They really are. Because, I mean, like you compare with, with Disney and, and, and the Mind Train, they had that all in the details, and they were showing every little detail about the Mind Train where we knew what pretty much everything was going right. on. Whereas Universal's been really secretive so that we're all just going to be blown away when we actually finally do see what they're doing in there. Yeah. Exciting stuff, man. I, uh, <laughs> oh, it's going to be a great summer here. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I was watching the, the Hobbit DVD that we just got, and it had the ad for the new Harry Potter land, and it said, lightning strikes twice. That's kind of the, the advertising campaign, is they know that how much people love the first ver- you know, the first land, and now mm-hmm. adding this one, and they're advertising it as that big of a deal. Lightning does strike twice. Oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> <I know>. We'll <laughs> see. Good stuff. It's coming. It's coming soon. Not too much longer to wait. Well, Banks, you're going to be joining us a little bit later on the show, but before we let you go for this segment, tell people mm-hmm. where they can find you, uh, where they can see the show, and uh, and all that good stuff. Well, um, I am on Twitter, my personal Twitter, at Banks Lee, uh, facebook.com slash Banks Lee. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter, at Attractions, on facebook.com slash Attractions Magazine, and youtube.com slash Attractions Magazine. We have a new episode of the show every Thursday morning on our YouTube, and then later in the day on iTunes, and if you're local in Orlando, you can watch it on Bright House Digital Channel 999 under Theme Parks, um, and that's where you can watch the show. I always remember that uh, that show, you guys had us on when we were doing Theme Park Change and uh, and donated some stuff, so that was always yes. that was a, yes. that was a big thing for us, and we appreciated that, so that was, that was so nice of you guys to yeah, do that. Yeah, that was back when we, yeah, when we first started. I remember that. Yeah. I remember being on, I remember I was, because that was back when I was just starting to get into the show and learning behind the scenes, and I remember being there as y'all did that phone call live. Uh, you were at, a, I think, a TV studio yeah, or something. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so that yeah, was, that was so nice that. of you guys, and, and we've always appreciated that. So. Yeah, All right, so, so normally this is where we would say thanks for joining us but you're coming back you're coming back a little later in the show to help us uh, launch the new game show so so we will put you on hold and you can listen to the rest of the show and then uh, we'll we'll bring you back for the big triumphant uh, start of our new game show this is going to be great sounds great All right. thanks again Banks we'll talk to you soon All right. definitely man I like having Banks on the show he's a good guest that's a good guest here I was confused. I thought we were going to be talking about the English street artist. <laughs> the Banksy? Is that- <laughs> Banksy. No, no, it was the guy from that Orlando podcast. Yeah, okay. no. We, I, I, mean, I, I got it, though. I, I, think I, got it's, it I think I it's, figured it out pretty yeah, quick. I think Banksy is harder to get online. I think he likes being secretive, so <laughs> he's, he's a little more different. Know your underground graffiti artist. There that's we go. The game show coming up later. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and uh, Banks is going to be on the show. He's actually just hanging on right now. So we've got to do a good rest of the show here so that Banks isn't completely bored as he's waiting. No, no Banks is... Banks is Banks is hanging on. He's he's uh, in the isolation booth or yeah. something. No, he's, he's listening. But we're going to come back for Know Your Coaster Boy later. Yeah, he's hanging great. out in the Coaster Radio green room with Neil Patrick Harris, who's waiting to do the ending. He's waiting <laughs> to do the end of the show, as he does every week. And Coaster Boy's in that room, too. That must be an interesting green room, because Coaster Boy will be out what a little a later. What a of people. Yeah, Coaster Boy's going to be the announcer for Know Your Coaster Boy. <laughs> oh, that makes perfect sense, I suppose. <laughs> So let's move on with the rest of the show here. It is time for our listener talkback section, EB. Yeah. And last week we uh, had our first drop all about news that seatbelts were being added to B&M hypercoasters at Kings Island on Diamondback. Right. Also at Canada's Wonderland with Behemoth. Right. And also an Intimidator at Carowinds. Right, and, and this is some sort of weird reactionary thing that has nothing to do with this kind of roller coaster. I mean – but it's happening, and so we all just have to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, that's what's going on. So we asked you guys out there if you were going to any of these parks and getting on these rides to uh, either call us in or email us with us a know. trip report. Drew from Kentucky was out there, and he said he got to visit Kings Island for the first time this year and got to ride the Banshee. The Banshee. He said it was truly amazing. It took him yeah. by complete surprise and is a great ad- addition to Kings Island. He Good. says the forces are amazing. The first drop is quick and all of the elements are completely awesome okay he says the drop after the zero g roll is by far the best part of the entire ride and it really picks up speed and slams you right into the bat wing 
Okay, great. But we were supposed to be doing talk back about seatbelts. That's right. So he we wanted to give you a little bit of Banshee stuff. But here he says, okay. here's, here's his part about the seatbelts. He says, the line for Diamondbacks seemed to be a little lengthy with uh, three train operation going on. Uh, oh. He got right into the queue. And, of course, 45 minutes later, he got up to the station. All right. And he says, there they were, staring him right in the face. A hideous, Ooh. ugly bastard of an orange seatbelt. Oh, he noticed the loading. At least was, they were orange. Yeah, at least they were orange and match. matches. Yeah. <laughs> he says he noticed that the loading was taking a little extra time because the yep, GPers. Yep. Oh, the GP, Mike. <laughs> the GP was sitting on the belt and then having to flail around to get it buckled. So oh, it, does it does it go into this one or does it go into that one? I'm not sure how to buckle a seatbelt because I've yeah. never been. What? Because it's the same as a car. Come on, yes. people. So he says, here is his review of Diamondback with seatbelts. He says, the seatbelt goes across your lap from the bottom of the seat, which makes it awkward as it doesn't fit too well in the cracks of the seat. But it also doesn't lock very well, he says. Uh, Yeah, I guess it's like probably hard to lock in. That's probably what he's saying. Uh, If you apply enough force, it'll catch. But other than that, he didn't notice his seatbelt catching any time during the ride. But he's sure that if a tragic mistake happened, you'd still be secure. He just didn't notice uh, the belt going across. He says the ride still gave amazing floater airtime, and he didn't notice the seatbelts at all, uh, except during the loading time. He said the loading time was the worst part about it. Exactly, that's, and that's going to be the big problem, I think, with adding these seatbelts. That's interesting, though, that they're the retractable kind of seatbelts. Yeah. And yeah, I wonder so- if they're, it's, it's going to be that way for all of these rides that they're adding them onto, if it's going to be those retractable seatbelts, or if some of them are going to be the old style where you got to put it on and then tighten it. Yeah, like on Millennium Fires or something Rawr like that. Fires. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the voicemail line and see if there is another review of the seatbelts. Hey, Mike and Evie. This is Zach Custer, dude. We're referring to you at Kings Island after mm-hmm. Diamondback. And I was, you guys said you want to know what, after the topic about being in hypers, getting the seatbelts, I just thought Diamondback, there's no difference. I rarely felt the seatbelts, and it really didn't affect the waiting time. They mm. make sure that you know to put your seatbelts seat in. So, yeah. <laughs> so there, there we go. go. So there we go. So, yeah, so uh, there's a, a kind of a different report. Um, no difference, at least on the ride itself, but no noticeable difference in wait times, at least from that coaster dude. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan wrote in via Twitter, and he said he was angry about the seatbelts on Diamondback. He wrote it a couple days ago. The load times were fast, and he forgot about the belt until the ride was over. Okay. So, we, so I, yeah. I, I guess these the retractable ones are the are the way to go, and I'm hoping that that's what we'll we'll be seeing more of. The, because then I guess you won't notice them as much if they're not super tight. Like when they actually like put their foot up on the side of the coaster car and then yank on that belt to tighten it down on you. Yeah. That's when it kills the experience. That's true. So if they're nice and loose, then yeah, if, if, if you forget about it while you're riding. That's great. Yeah. And the majority of people who wrote in said that they did not notice a big increase in wait time. I mean, a couple people did, but um, the the majority said no. So uh, I don't know. Maybe That's it's good. not a big deal. That's good. Maybe maybe, maybe you know the GP. Maybe he's getting used to it, and and the the fact that you got to put on your seatbelts before you get on the ride, they know about it. Yeah. So talk back is something that we are going to do every single week. Um, when you hear us talk about things on this week's show, email us at feedback at coasterradio dot com. Call our voicemail line at two zero six three three nine three three six zero. Send us a tweet. Leave us a Facebook message. We'll use it all on next week's show uh, and hear your talk back uh, to what we talked about on this week's show. Talk back. <laughs> Should be fun. Let's keep the interactivity going. Let's go to a live trip report from across the pond. Hey, Mike and EB. This is Matt from Yorkshire. I'm at Alton Towers, my first park of the year. And that that you can hear is Nemesis. It's its 20th anniversary this year. And what did Alton Towers do to celebrate? They built a new kiddie land. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> But anyway, it's a beautiful day. I've just got four rides in. And I'm about to go and head on to ride the Smiler. Hopefully the queues won't be as long as last year. Thanks for the show. Love it. Bye. All right. Thank you very much, Mark from Yorkshire. I, Mark that, from uh, Yorkshire. A fantastic. There he was. He, Boy, he was like a dull roar that whole call. I guess the nemesis was <laughs> growling behind him. They haven't added the sand the into those. pink water. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Isn't that Nemesis that has like, it the is? weird pink water? I believe so. I believe so. <laughs> and you know what? Like, so, like here in the states, they sometimes add the sand into the pylons. You know, so they're in oh, all the right, so they don't make as much noise. But not Nemesis, I guess. No, no. Uh, well, it is a genetic mutation of like. <laughs> isn't that what it is? That is nemesis? That's what it's it like is. A living mutation. Of yeah, a like the, like the coaster organism. Is, yeah, the coaster is like the whole thing that kind of like morphs and stuff. It, yeah, very Came cool. Alive. Very cool. I think awesome. one of the best roller coasters anywhere there still. That's great, day. Mark. No, that was, a, that was a great trip report. We love the trip reports. First time out at the park, that's what we want to hear. Yes. Standing right there next to the ride. And see, a lot of people are doing that now. Like, we gave the um, voicemail line, and that's one way to do it. But what we really like is when people take out their smartphone, turn on their voice recorder, and do what Mark did right there. You record a little same thing on your phone, and you email it to us, and then we get that fantastic stereo audio. It just sounds a little bit better. That's yes, right. Yes, so we love that. So thank you so much, Mark. And uh, we're looking for you guys. I mean, now that the parks are open, let's get those live trip reports going from you guys. We want them from all over the world. Keep them yep. coming in. We love them. Awesome. Uh, hey, you know, uh, speaking of all over the world and, and traveling, uh, you and I had a chance to go out to Los Angeles a couple of years ago. I, I was thinking back then, like, this is probably going to be the only time that you and I go to L.A. because, you know, there are other places we want to visit and stuff. But I think there is a reason to go back to Hollywood, E.B. We got to go back, Mike, because now we got to go to Universal because there's a good, pretty exciting rumor out there. There is a rumor. It's actually and it's not about Harry Potter. No, no, California, no, who cares? No, no. Uh, I'm talking about this. This combines our love of theme parks and of Back to the Future. And yes. I am excited. There is no Back to the Future ride here in the United States anymore. But there is rumor, and this comes to us from Theme Park Insider. You can go read about it there, about a new nighttime experience. Uh, that's going to be added to Universal Studios, and, and this is a rumor, but basically a nighttime version of the famous tram tour. And okay. they're saying that in 2015, the, <sighs> there would be sort of a Back to the Future addition to this nighttime tram tour where they would recreate the climactic scene where Marty returns Back to the Future. And basically what they're talking about is the DeLorean time machine would be racing down the street. Doc Brown would do the zip line down from the tower. <laughs> oh, so this, this, is the, this is the studio tour. Yes. This is the tram studio tour where they go through and it's like, oh, there's the house from Psycho. And this is the, the courthouse square from Gremlins and Back to the Future. But they're going to make it at nighttime actually have the yes. scene. That is the rumor, and that that's uh, rumor on the very exact spot where it was filmed. There would be a recreation of Marty going back to the future. Oh my gosh! And the the alarm clock would go off. <laughs> Come on, damn it, damn it! Yeah, that's exactly what it would be. And you damn, would damn how <laughs> how great would it be to be like standing there and watch that be recreated for you? Oh, it's his it's his uh, sensitive weather yes. sensing equipment. <laughs> no, 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 no! Don't touch that. <laughs> you have a permit for this? Of course I do. <laughs> As he's getting his wallet out. <laughs> I noticed that recently that Doc Brown is reaching for his wallet. He's going to pay off that's the cop. Great little, <laughs> that's a, that's a, one of those wonderful, wonderful little things in that whole movie franchise. Yep. And every time you watch it, you catch one more awesome, wonderful little thing. That's so cool. So you're actually going to be able to see it with like a really bad, not Michael J. Fox and a really <laughs> terrible, not Christopher Lloyd driving. I, I'm hoping at least they'll get a real DeLorean. I, I suppose they could just slap some lame fiberglass cover on something else or even worse, like something they'd put on a track. <laughs> I yeah. hope they do it oh. like a real one. That'd be but great. Yeah, but you know, oh, with the flames with and the, the whole flames, thing, it's going to be cool. The fire trails and everything. Come on. that's how, gonna... Wait, how are they going to make the car disappear? That, that's what I want to know. How are you going to do that? How do you make it like, yeah, burst into flames and, and go back to the future? Uh, I, I mean, I guess you could. Why not? You know, if they really you could come up with some way to do it. Yeah. If if they wanted me to really go wild over this, here's what they would do. The car would go back to the future. It would disappear. They'd be the fire trails. Doc Brown would start going ah! jumping up and down. And then they would have a Marty McFly run around the corner. You'd have to come back around the corner. And that's when the tram starts to drive away yes. is right when Marty comes back around the corner. It's like. And Doc is just flabbergasted. <laughs> I know, Doc, but I am back. I'm back, back from, the, from future. the future. They have to do it. They have to do it. Please Wait, do it. Scott. They've, they've got to do it. It's the only way to do it. That's I, fantastic. I don't care. You know what? I'm such a big fan of that movie. I would, I would pay big bucks to stand there and watch that. Because I've always wanted to go to the courthouse square anyway and like get out and walk around. But are you telling me that you could go and see that happen? That's cool. 
awesome. So that's so that's just total rumor. Total rumor. Yeah, that's all we got. Yeah, that that's all there is. But I, if there's anybody from Universal listening, please, please. I mean, even make this like a special event, like even just something that you could go out and do for a week. Oh my I, gosh, you could just like find the Back to the Future fanboys and they would do it for you. Oh. They like figure the whole thing out. <laughs> they do. They I mean, people have the cars. <laughs> sure. You know, Goldie Wilson is still out there doing appearances and stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> May. Uh, yeah, come on. Oh, I'm excited. I like so the sound of that. I don't know. As soon as I saw that this week, I was like, you know what? This has got to be talked about on our show. So, mm-hmm. so we're going to keep an eye on this because if this yeah, happens, it's time to t- bring the show back out west again and, and checking this out. <laughs> we'll just go out there to watch it and be like, ooh. <laughs> I love it. Cool. All right. Why don't we take a break and we will get things set for the premiere of the newest game show here at CoasterRadio.com. Know your Coaster Boy. It's coming up next with our special guest, Banks Lee, right after this. This is CoasterRadio.com. Hey, guys. This is Mario. I know it's been a while but I hope you still remember me. Even though I'm not on the show every week, I still support Coaster Radio. One way I support Coaster Radio is when I do my shopping on Amazon.com. It's easy, and it doesn't cost me anything extra, which I love. Before I start shopping at Amazon, I just go to CoasterRadio.com, and I click on the Amazon link, and then I go ahead and shop like normal. Flava's birthday's coming up. Of course he wants a pair of skinny jeans and probably some weird metrosexual hat for him to wear to work. So that's the place I go. And what I do is I buy the stuff and Amazon gives the show a small percentage of whatever I spend. And as far as I know, EB and Mike don't take that money and spend it on themselves. At least not on their clothes. So I think it's safe to head to CoasterRadio.com before shopping at Amazon. Buy your stuff. If you want, tell them I sent you. I don't think it'll help. But I love shoutouts. Welcome back to the show, everybody. My name is Mike Collins. I am here with EB, and, and let's not delay anymore, EB. Let's get this thing started. Okay, Mike. I, I, I love these game shows, Mike. You always do such a good job with them. So I, I see the, you get the lights rigged yes. up above here and everything. This is going to be awesome. The music is ready. The uh, contestant is standing by. Banks is standing by. He's in our uh, green room ready to be introduced. And we were thinking about this. The game is called Know Your Coaster Boy. Right. So we need a game show announcer. And uh, NPH is very busy. He's on Broadway and stuff. He would normally be the announcer. But who should we have as the announcer for a game show called Know Your Coaster Boy? Obviously, the Coaster Boy. Of course. Welcome back, Coaster Boy. How are you, sir? I'm fine. How are you, Mike? I didn't see you down in Orlando, but I did see Grumpy Cat. So <laughs> I guess we know who's more famous on the internet these days. Yes, uh, Coaster Radio was not at the media event for Seven Dwarfs Mind Train, but you're right. You c- Go ahead and make fun. They invited a cat, the Grumpy yeah. Cat. Grumpy Cat yeah. was actually... A feline tard. <laughs> yes. Tarder, that's your name. <laughs> I was I mean, come on. Yeah, Grumpy Cat was there. They, Disney flew a cat down to Orlando, but uh, didn't didn't bite the show. Cat right. obviously has better representation <laughs> than you. It does. It actually has more Twitter followers. That cat does. I don't know what that means, but a cat has more followers than this show. So, You yes. know what? Self-deprecating humor, Coaster Boy. That's what gets you through life. Yeah, self-deprecating humor. I don't know anything about that. I'm Coaster Boy. (laughs) You are Coaster Boy. Coaster Boy, let's not fight. I don't want to fight with you. This is a glorious moment where we are getting ready for our big new game show. Are you ready? This is my kind of a show, Mike. It's my people. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw Banksy (laughs) outside right there. You were. You've been hanging out with Banks in the green room the whole time. Like, I know that you're a big fan. Talking theme parks, talking roller coasters, talking little Seven Dwarfs Nine train, because, you know, Coaster Boy has to get down there, add it to my coaster count. That's right. I know. What is your coaster count these days? I don't think we've got it. yours, Mike. It's definitely higher. All right, Coaster Boy, are you ready to uh, step into the announcer booth and uh, kick this thing off? Yeah. Nice headphones you gave me. <laughs> Come on. Those are, those are like Beats headphones, man. Come on. Dr. Dre. These aren't beats. It's spelled B E E T S. Sorry. All right. I got radishes on my ears, Mike. <laughs> I think you got ripped off. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe so. If people okay. would use the Amazon thing a little bit more, we wouldn't have to do that. Okay. All right. We'll put on your Beats headphones <laughs> and let's kick this thing off right. And now, welcome to Know Your Coaster Boy, the game show where we find out if one of CoasterRadio.com's pathetic listeners Aww. knows random trivia about a theme park celebrity. And here's your host, the posers, 
of the Theme Park Podcast community, Mike and EB. Coaster Boy, how could you? How dare you do that? You're, you're supposed to be a professional announcer. What's wrong with you? Sorry, Mike. <laughs> okay, we'll go back to your announcer booth, and EB and I will take over here. Welcome, everybody, to Know Your Coaster Boy. This is the premiere, the grand premiere, the grand opening of our brand new game here. I think this is a really funny idea, Mike. This is going to be a lot of fun. But uh, we'll find out if it actually works. <laughs> yeah, we will find out. That's that's what's fun about Coaster Radio. Uh, Coaster Boy, why don't you introduce our very first contestant? Let's welcome our contestant all the way from Missouri, I guess. <laughs> probably means he's been to Silver Dollar City and ridden what I think is possibly the Rocky Mountain Coaster's best roller coaster ever. Here's Caleb. Caleb, welcome to hey. Coaster Radio. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? We are doing great. Welcome to Know Your Coaster Boy. You are the very first contestant ever, so like all the pressure is on you. Uh, I'm, I'm very nervous about this. Let's ask you a few questions. Like, what, uh, What's your favorite park? What's the home park you go to? Uh, my favorite park, uh, my home park is actually World of Fun. Yeah. And uh, my favorite park is actually Kennywood out okay. in uh, Pittsburgh. There Ooh. we go. There Love we go. that park. Yeah, good. Okay, so we are going to uh, tell you how to play the game in just a second. But Coaster Boy, would you please introduce our theme park celebrity? It's now my distinct honor to welcome one of the most well-known faces in Orlando and in all of theme park fandom. He is co-host of the very popular Orlando Attractions magazine, The Show. And he's friends with Rob Alvey, which makes him a friend of mine. There it's you go. Banks Lee. There hey. we go. Banks, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for uh, helping us out here on the game show. No problem. I'm very excited to uh, be a part of this inaugural game show. There we go. This is going to be really exciting. And so now I'm going to explain to you guys how Know Your Coaster Boy is going to work. In just a minute... We're going to ask Banks five this or that questions. For instance, we might ask him if he likes Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck. That's kind of an example. Then, Caleb, it's going to be up to you to try and guess which answer Banks is going to give. You're going to have to guess three out of the five correct answers to win the prize. So just barely better than a 50-50, is that right? That's basically it. That's basically (laughs) what it comes down to. But but it's how well do you know Banks? That's going to be interesting. And before we even get going, Caleb is going to get to ask Banks three questions. So he's going to get to do a little bit of an interview with him because, you know, Banks is somebody that if you're online, if you're kind of looking at things going on the internet, you know a little bit about him. You might know some of his likes and dislikes and stuff. You've heard the interview at the top, so you know a little bit from that. There you go. So you even get a little bit more. But, Caleb, if you need a little bit more help, just like on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, we've got two lifelines for you. First, ask the audience, because we have a live audience who's watching us record the show right now. They will try to help you and sway you in which way you want to go. But then secondly, since he is here and he is in the announcer booth, you can ask Coaster Boy, and Coaster Boy will come out and <laughs> help you a little bit as well. So so there we go, and that's how we're going to play. And if you do get three out of five questions correct, you're going to win an X-Flight prize pack, which is one of the best things we have to give away here. It includes a bunch of logo items in there. But EB and Caleb, if you get five correct... You win a $25 bonus. Ooh. So pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Pretty Nothing good. wrong with 25 bucks. There you go. There you go. Shouldn't laugh. All right. So, Caleb, are you ready? I'm ready. Banks, are you ready? Let's do this. All right, here we go. Let's start off. Caleb, you now get to ask Banks three questions to try to get to know him a little better. Let's play Know Your Coaster Boy. All right, Banks. Hey, Here's Caleb. My first question. My first question for you is just to name three of your favorite parks outside of Florida that's not a Disney park. Ooh, Ooh good question. Good. That's good. Um, definitely Disneyland out in California is one of my absolute favorites. Uh, I just love the nostalgia of the, it's the of Walt's original park. It's 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 oh my, I I cry sometimes when I, the times I've go there. It's just it's amazing <laughs> to see it in person. Um, second would be Six Flags over Texas and Arlington, Texas. It was Ooh. one of the parks that I yeah. Grew up going to is where some of my first coasters ever were. Uh, so that's definitely part of part of my life. And then third is going to be a very obscure park because this was the very first park I ever went to. It was my home park, Magic Springs in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Oh. It's where I rode my first wooden coaster. It's it's where I got my first annual pass to a park. It's it's definitely you know nostalgia and so those are definitely from big to small my three favorite parks that was a good first question i like that that. that's smart i like that good stuff excellent excellent all right question number two question number two 
I want to know if you've lived anywhere outside of Orlando or outside of Magic Springs. Yes. Um, for 23 years of my life, I grew, was born and raised in Texarkana, Texas. Um, it's our town split in half by the border of Texas and Arkansas. Uh, so that's that's where I lived um, for a couple for about a year. I lived in Dallas, going to the University of North Texas. Um, uh, so basically, before I moved to Orlando, I pretty much lived and grew up in Texas. Okay, right, that's get, it. Getting some good that's info. A, that's another good question. Another good question. All right, question number three. All right, number three. If you had a choice between an awesome but not themed ride a roller coaster or would you rather have an okay ride with excellent theming Ooh. 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 nice question nice what an amazing question um you know i'm gonna go with an awesome but not themed roller coaster Ooh. just because you know growing up from and especially going to Six Flags Over Texas and, and riding these giant rides like the Texas Giant or or Titan, I, I that's how I really learned to really love the coaster world. Um, I used to just be a Disney fanatic. I only loved Disney, and I was so scared to death of riding big roller coasters. Hmm. And then, actually, at Silver Dollar City, Wildfire was my first ride I ever went on that went upside down. That what's, That's what got me over my fear of coasters. Oh. So... I, 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 as much as I do love a good themed story like Tower of Terror here in Orlando, I still love a, a, a really even more a giant, awesome coaster. Wow, that's surprise. There There's a surprise for me too. I wouldn't have guessed. Caleb, that. I, you, you, I think you did a great job there with those three questions, yeah. getting some clues. Yeah. Yes, and let's 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 see now. I guess if it uh, if it pays off for you. Yes, I'm very excited. Let's let's start playing the game. Here is question number one. Banks. Mm-hmm. Would you prefer Disneyland Park or the Magic Kingdom Park at Walt Disney World? Mm. Oh, okay, now now before you answer, mm-hmm. Caleb, what do you think? Where, where, which way do you think you're going to go? And you have both lifelines intact. You could use one if you wanted. Well, he lives in he lives in Orlando, Florida. But the way he answered about crying at Disneyland, <laughs> I'm going to have to go with the original. I think he's going with Disneyland. There we go. <laughs> All right, you're going to lock that in. That's your answer. I'm going to have to lock that one in. All right. Here we go. It's locked in. Banks, what is it yes. going to be? Well, I do live in Orlando, so definitely the Magic Kingdom is a place I go all the time, and I love the rides. But Disneyland, I do prefer over Magic Kingdom. There we go. Just, oh, just because of that. Every Disney fanboy's heart. <laughs> just because of that whole nostalgic atmosphere and the fact that they really cram in a lot of awesome rides in such a small space you're right you're right and there you go caleb you're up one to nothing that's fantastic good job i'm locked in there we go excellent (laughs) so here we go we're off to a good start and remember get five in a row that's that extra 25 dollars bonus too so and you got both lifelines intact so here we go here is question number two and we're going to change it up here a little bit go away from disney banks millennium force or intimidator 305 Oh, Caleb! Ooh. Caleb, what do you think? Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and remember, you got both lifelines. You can ask the audience or ask Coaster Boy. I'm gonna have to ask the audience on this one. Okay. So, CoasterRadio.com audience, who is watching us right now, live on Tuesday night on Ustream, what do you think Banks is gonna say? Do you think he's gonna go with Millennium Force, or do you think he's gonna go with Intimidator 305? Eb, you're part of the audience too. What do you think? What do you think's going on? Oh, jeez, I. I think he's going to have to go with the uh, the popular opinion, maybe, and go with Millennium Force. Yeah, that's right. I don't think he wants to disappoint the fan base. Yeah. So far in... <laughs> yeah, you know, all of a sudden. Some people are saying Millennium Force is better, and Banks said that he likes a great overall roller coaster. But what uh, about the intensity of Intimidator 305? That's right. Some people are saying it's a toss-up. I don't know. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. <laughs> the farce. <laughs> Some people are saying it's Millennium Force. So I, I don't know. That This is a tough okay. one. I think I'm ready to answer. Okay, which answer are you going to lock in? Okay. I'm going to lock in the intensity and go with I-305. There we go. Intimidator 305 at King's Dominion. Banks, which one is it going to be? Well, this is this was a tough one for me to answer because I, I have unfortunately haven't gotten to ride either of these rides. But, you know, I've seen lots of videos of them, heard lots of accounts of both of them. I grew... 
you know, I talked about earlier growing up watching Discovery Channel specials, and I remember always seeing specials about Millennium Force and how amazing this ride was and at Cedar Point where the king of coasters there, and I've always wanted to go and ride Millennium Force. And then I saw videos of Intimidator 305, and oh my god, that thing's so freaking intense, looking, like, looking at it, twisting and turning and airtime. So... In choosing either of those, I go with Intimidator 305. Oh, yes. There we go. Two in a row. Well done. You're on fire, Cam. You're on fire. I like this game so far. This is fun. Feeling good. All right. Here's question number three. And this one I I wrote, and I I wrote myself, EB, and I didn't know how I'd answer this one. So I'm curious to hear how Banks is going to answer, and even more curious which way Caleb is going to go. Indiana Jones Adventure at Disneyland or Tower of Terror at Walt Disney World? Oh, <laughs> you got one lifeline left. Although I don't know if Coaster Boy would be able to talk about this to it very well, but uh, but yeah, this uh, is yeah. a hard one for me. This is a very hard one for me to answer because I have never actually rode Indiana Jones. Oh, man, yeah, and you know, I, I, I gosh, I don't know. I I always used to say that Tower of Terror was the best ride I've ever ridden in the world, and then uh-huh. I rode Indiana Jones, and maybe I don't know, maybe I lean towards Tower of Terror a little bit. I just don't know. That's a tough one because both are are so good in their own rights. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> oh, this is this is difficult. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I can't ask the. I can't ask Coaster Boy either. Yeah. He wouldn't know. I'm gonna go with. Now is this the this the original tower or is this the this Orlando is, yeah, Tower? Uh, this of terror? Orlando Tower of Terror. Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure. Yep. Wow. I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Orlando Tower of Terror. All right. You locking in that answer? Lock it in. All right. Answer is, uh, yeah, I I do too. I do too. Banks, what do you say? Which one is it going to be? Indiana Jones at Disneyland or Tower of Terror at Walt Disney World? Well, yeah, this definitely was a hard one for me because Indiana Jones is my favorite ride at Disneyland. Tower of Terror is my favorite ride here at Disney World. So it it was a hard one to pick. (laughs) And, you know, you know how much I love Disneyland and and they're able to cram so much in. And that ride is just I, I I hate that we got dinosaur. I'll just say that. <laughs> That's oh. true. I, love, I love dinosaur, but I wish I'd rather have Indiana Jones because that ride is amazing. But people who know me and know my love, Tower of Terror is my favorite ride in the entire world. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah I Good. know yeah. that by backwards and forwards. I've been a fan of that ever since I was a little kid. So Tower of Terror is my choice. There we go, Caleb. Oh, you were a winner. You're a big winner. How about that? Three in a row. You can't beat a live. <laughs> a live bellhop beats out really bad Harrison Ford's <laughs> any day. All right. Congratulations, Caleb. You're actually the winner of the X-Flight prize pack, but the game is not over. You've still got two more to go. And if you get those well, two, for, yeah, you're up with the $25 bonus. So, yeah, let's go for all five. Here let's is question yeah. number four. Banks, is it going to be Cedar Point or Six Flags Magic Mountain? Ooh, here we go. What do you think, Caleb? You got that one lifeline. I don't know if you want to use it on this one. Oh, man. Well, I'm going to... Oh, yeah. Oh, I've got... This might be the time to use the lifeline. I think I'm going to use that because I want to... Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go... All right. I've got to use Coaster Boy here. Let's welcome him in from the the announcer booth. Coaster Boy. Coaster Boy, come on in. Uh, Yeah, I've been listening, and uh, Caleb, uh, congratulations on winning the X-Flight prize pack. It's pretty cool, actually. I was looking at it backstage. (laughs) But uh, uh, it's going to have to be the coaster capital of the world, Cedar Point. Coaster Boy, you always go with Cedar Point, right? You'd never go with Magic Mountain over Cedar Point. Coaster Boy always gets to the point. (laughs) That should be on a (laughs) t-shirt. Coaster Boy always gets to the point. I like that. All right. Thank you very much, Coaster Boy. That was very good. So, Caleb, he thinks uh, Cedar Point. What do you think? Well, if I go against Coaster Boy, he might be knocking on my door later. So I'm going to go ahead and go against Coaster Boy. Come down your chimney. That's right. (laughs) Not Millennium Point. Cedar Cedar Point. Cedar Point. All right. You going to lock that in? Lock it in. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Banks, what are you going to say? Cedar Point or Six Flags Magic Mountain? Well, like I said you know, earlier, watching Discovery Channel and seeing Cedar Point and you know the coaster capital of the world, I always, definitely always wanted to go there. But being from Texas and always going to Six Flags, I've always wanted to go to Magic Mountain to ride their Goliath and, and ride, uh, uh, I think, Colossus, their wooden coaster there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, that was in the movie Vacation, one of my favorite movies of all time. So I have to say 
the park I want to go to the most is Cedar Point. Oh, there we go. Cedar Point is, is something that, I, that has been engraved in my mind since sure, I was a little sure. kid. It's legendary. And yeah, it's it's on my bucket list of parks I need to get to. You guys need to do an episode of Orlando's Attraction Magazine, the show where you go like out of state. I don't I don't know if we, that would even make sense. I would love to because we we well we have a segment called Out of the Loop where we cover things outside of Orlando. We've done Disneyland before. We had a whole segment where my co-host went to Disneyland for the first time. And we filmed it, so we're definitely open to going and covering other places. Yeah. All right. So there we go. If you need some help on that one, EB and I are standing by. Correspondence. Right. That'll be good. All right. So now, like, just like in Theme Park Smarts, EB, where we have drama, but usually it's drama because the person doesn't get enough to win because <laughs> they're doing poorly. Yeah. But now we're doing. This is great. Caleb's taking us to the taking us to the bank. I guess. Yes. <laughs> what we should say. Here we go. That's true. Hey, very nice, EB. So here we are. Uh, question number five, the fifth and final one. This is for the twenty five dollar bonus. And I've got to say, this is probably the hardest question, too, because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's let's see here. It's going to be funnel cake or churro. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't oh, give man. a hint at all about this. Yeah, so. that's true. There's no hint at all. So, Caleb, and unfortunately, your lifelines are gone. It's just you and Banks at the moment. Well, I don't know. He did grow up in the Southwest. Oh, wow. That might have been a hint. Oh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <For the churro. laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of flipping a coin, I think. Unless what I don't know what, but maybe maybe you take into account your own preferences. Maybe Banks has the mm. same preferences. I don't know. Maybe you do it that way. That's true. Oh man, oh, this the, is really hard. The I'm pressure a, is on. I'm thinking man. about. I'm thinking about that churro stand outside of the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> that million dollar one. <laughs> that, yeah, that's right. That's right. Ooh. They make a lot of money at that one. They do. Yeah. But he's he's a Southern boy, and I feel like Southern boys also like. <laughs> I have to go with the traditional um, funnel cake with this oh, one. Oh, all right. I have to do it. Is that going to be the $25? Brings a tear to his eye every time he eats one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> Is that going to be the $25 answer? We're going to find out. Oh, my God. Here we go, everybody. <laughs> On the first ever edition of Know Your Coaster Boy. Banks, is it going to be funnel cake or a churro? Well, you know, the, the past answers I've, I've kind of, you know, buried it very you know drawn out a long answer here but this one i'm just going to go right forward and say i prefer personally funnel cakes over churros i seriously love funnel cakes so much especially the funnel cakes from epcot at that stand where you can put the chocolate syrup on it oh i love it so much as you say i see some powdered sugar there in your beard yeah yeah i need to shave this off yeah So well, there thank, we go. Congrats, Caleb. Yeah, congrats, Caleb. You are the first ever winner on Know Your Coaster Boy. I'm so excited. This is incredible. This is And so a great. big winner, too. That's like $25. That's like two-thirds of a theme park ticket. <laughs> there you go. You're on your way. <laughs> pay your park. Yeah, you've got the $25 bonus and the X-Flight prize pack. Like, this is this is pretty good stuff. Like It's pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty excited for, yeah. to give it to you. That's, a, that's pretty decent prizes right there. <laughs> great stuff. And you guys were both fantastic, both of you guys, uh, for our very first ever edition of this game. I, I can't imagine it going any better than it did. Yeah, that was that was really so much fun, and so I, I'm blown away because I, I had these written down way earlier today, and those were exactly what I picked. So yeah. it's, congrats, Caleb. Yeah, that's Caleb, right. Did it. Yeah, Banks wasn't changing his answers just to help you out. Those you actually did match him all five. So. Yeah, and and Banks now you know all of our listeners know their coaster boy a little bit better. Fantastic guys. Well, Caleb, thank you so much for uh, listening to the show and uh, helping us out. And and Banks, thank you so much for uh, not only joining us at the top of the show but also here at the close of the show uh, to help Thanks us kick so off much. this game show. That was so much fun, I, and definitely you know I'd love to come back if you'll have me. So oh yeah, definitely. Especially you know what? Hey, you know they uh, we were talking earlier about. Uh, you know, Universal Orlando and the Harry Potter Land Part 2 opening up. So that might be mm-hmm. a good time as soon as you get a chance to check that out to come back on and let us know what of you course. thought. Of course. Of course. All right. Well, thanks It'll again. It'll either be you or Grumpy Cat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to talk to Grumpy Cat's agent, see what's up, see what's happening. Yep. All right. Well, thanks again, guys, and have a great week. Thank you. Well, EB, that's going to wrap up this week's show. I'm, I'm excited. We had a lot of fun this week. That was a lot of fun, Mike. We 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 had some good coaster talk. We had some good Disney nerd action going down, and then of course, know your coaster boy. Great show. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Thank you guys so much, everybody who participated in the show. Uh, Banks, Lee, Caleb, 
all the listeners who uh, participated and uh, talked back with us in our talk back segment. Great, great stuff this week. Over we, there at Alton Towers. That was awesome. Yeah. We love the triple push guys. Keep them coming. Yeah, keep them all coming in because here we are. I mean, the theme parks are opening up. So now, like, we really need you guys to step up, uh, send in those live trip reports, uh, send in the content from all over the country. Like, uh, if you've written something, you know, you want to let us know, uh, you know, give us a good review of rides and we'll use it here on the show. Absolutely. And anything that you heard in, in this week's episode, it's the talk back segment next week where we're going to talk about it. So email, phone call, tweet us, Facebook, whatever, and we can you know talk about this week's show next week. There we go. Uh, there are a lot of great ways to interact with the show. You can find out all about them at CoasterRadio.com. That is our website, so you can head right there. We've made the name of the show the same as the name of the website, EB. It's, it's super easy. That was pretty smart. <laughs> it was. You can also, like, download the Back show. Back in the early days of the internet when <laughs> Coaster Radio started. There we go. You know, you can subscribe to the show. I know a lot of people actually listen to it through the website, but if you want to make it really easy, go to Stitcher.com, download the Stitcher app, and you can, like, just get the show sent to your phone every Thursday night. It's so easy. Wow, that I, I barely can turn my computer on. Like that sounds difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy. You can also do it through iTunes and a bunch of other ways. But if you head to coasterradio.com, there are, it explains it all right there how you can get yeah. the show. Oh, uh, we've also got the coasterradio.com iPhone app. I think if you are a true coaster boy, you need to have that on your phone when you go to the park. Yes, absolutely you do, because this is the easiest way to get in touch with CoastRadio.com on location, on the go. There we go. There we go. Thank you guys so much for joining us here week after week. We've got another great show coming for you next week. It's going to be great. Yep. So we will see you then. Thanks for listening to the original Theme Park Podcast. For CoasterRadio.com, I'm Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckers. CoasterRadio.com is a production of Lift Hill Media, LLC. The show is intended for private use only and may not be redistributed or broadcast without our express written permission. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.